I'm very grateful to be here. A lot of people told me that I'd never wrestle again. And that's all I do. You know, if you live hard and you play hard and you burn the candle at both ends, you pay the price for it. You know, in this life, you can lose everything that you love, everything that loves you. Now, I don't hear as good as I used to, and I forget stuff. And I ain't as pretty as I used to be. But goddamn it, I'm still standing here, and I'm the ramp. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Nothing is right. I am uncomfortable. It's like I'm doing this from the dentist chair. <laughs> Quasi sexual. Just saying. Yeah. That that act that the other wrestler there has got a dead man on him right now. Hello and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. Woo! The greater good. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's not bad. That's a good Ric Flair. This is episode 411. And tonight we're talking about The Wrestler, 2008's The Wrestler. I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew. Invites young children into his into his house to play old video games. Jimison. When you put it that way, uh, <laughs> I don't I don't I'm not digging this middle name. Um <laughs> Why it's yours. <laughs> yes. I'd back off on that one a bit. Uh, <laughs> uh, also making uh, his uh, return, I guess, continuing his uh, return. I don't know why I'm saying it this way, but is uh, Sam is really glad Marissa Tomei was cast as a stripper vector. I mean, glory be glory be. <laughs> um, I, I'm almost willing to not kill you this week. For, for putting this movie in front of my my eyes as as heaven opened up and gave us the glory that is Marissa Torme. Yeah. But so. but if I was going to kill you it would definitely be from the top ring or the the top rope um probably a, a an elbow to the face. So okay. you do a you do a ram jam? I'll do a ram jam. Do a ram right. jam on her. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, it sounds ram jam just sounds a little Quasi sexual, just saying. Yeah, <laughs> well, isn't that a lot of wrestling? I don't know. I guess we'll find out tonight. Yeah. Okay. And making his cheap seat reviews debut is Drew. Drew I should say his name right first. Drew. <laughs> how do you now. feel about Staples from the Attitude Era Wrestling Review Podcast? Hello, everybody. Um, Staples. Nope. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> Staples the store, yes. Staples out of a gun in my skin, no. <laughs> no, you're you're not for that, huh? No, we'll, I'll get. Uh, I get angered. Oh, okay. Well, we don't well, want would to think, you know, I, I've heard that when when wrestlers would use tax, which they used in the movie as well, they they shortened the barb on it just a little bit, so it's not as as stabby stab. I wonder. I would hope. The, the staplers are the same thing, right? Where it's not just, you know, a quarter inch of metal going into your skin. Depends on oh, what no. it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. 
Yeah. So before we dive into this movie, I I have to talk about wrestling for just a moment. Please do. Um, and our, our guest is a wrestling aficionado. Is that correct? Well, yeah. So Drew, take a moment here, real quick, before Andrew goes on whatever weird tangent he's going to do, Sorry. and explain <laughs> what what your podcast is, and uh, frankly, why we we why I forced you to watch this movie. Forced is a good word. Um, he <laughs> ram jammed this movie in my eyeballs. <sighs> um, uh, me and my tag team partner, uh, Aaron Arnold, who couldn't be here tonight, we go back and watch wrestling from about 25 years ago, and we just watch the weekly shows. We review it. We talk about it. We argue about it, and we tell you whether we liked it or not. It's pretty – so that's pretty much it. <laughs> okay. That works. Now, which one, though? I mean, I know – Back in college, there was there was the World Wrestling Federation, or the uh, World Wildlife Federation. I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> yeah. and then there was there was the other one. I can't even remember what the other one WWE. was. It was like one was one was Monday, one was like Thursday or something like that. I had I had a roommate that was really into it, but well, I think they merged, was, didn't they? Yes, there was World Wrestling Federation or World Wrestling Entertainment as it became after WWE. they got sued. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, WW. Well, it was WWF back when we watched it, and there was WCW. They were both on Mondays to start That's, with. Okay, WCW. okay. I remember. So now. yes, we do yeah. both. We watch both. Or you did so back you, then, or you do now? Are they separate again? Well, we watch it from twenty-five years ago. Oh, uh, okay. So okay. are you talking WCW's like WCW is long out of business? Yeah. Are you talking yeah, like watch, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage, like? Oh yeah. Uh, was it uh, Rowdy Rowdy Piper? Was that, was that his name? Rowdy Rowdy Piper? Yep. Did I get that right? Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, you did. Okay. Was, I remember. If you guys ever want to do the movie They Live? Call me. Nice. Well, I uh, grew up with my grandfather loving everything about professional wrestling, oh. and and I probably watched hours of professional wrestling with my grandfather. Um, and even got to go to professional wrestling, uh, and see it live when I was like seven. So probably too young to be in these places, but, <laughs> um, it's a, it's a vivid memory. But what I wanted to talk about was I was invited to be on the wrestling team in high school. And oh. my best friend at the time, uh, told me he was on the wrestling team and told me that, uh, there was this issue with somebody that tried to pick another guy up and somehow his middle and ring finger ended up in the uh, uh, anus of <laughs> the other uh, the other guy and somehow slipped into his singlet. And from that moment on, I thought, no, wrestling is not for me. So that was my wrestling oh, story. Oh, anus. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> anus, yes. Oh, ouch. Okay, yeah. I see anus. what you're saying. Sphincter, yeah. butthole. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Now, the places it should not be going. Places, yeah. yeah. So right. wrestling was never my thing. But I did date a wrestler, a female wrestler. Let me clarify. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that like dating uh, softball players? I Yeah, I think yeah. so. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so wrestling has a special place in my heart and in my life. So I'm glad that you're with us tonight. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, cool. So, 
I don't know how to follow that up. <laughs> no, I know, right? I don't I, think anybody can. Really. I don't think well, that guy did either. Yeah, I don't. So I don't have any any. Uh, okay, I have zero uh, interest, history, past story with granddad or dad or whatever with wrestling. I watched it about five minutes when I was in high school and said, "Nope, this is dumb. I'm going to go watch Star Wars instead." So you know, you can see the irony there, right? Um, I just did those. And so I, uh, yeah, this was, uh, this was a fun time. So we'll, uh, sorry, I'm pausing. I don't know if the recording can hear this, but there's a weird noise in my headset right now. So listeners, if you notice something a little different tonight, (laughs) um, this is called Sean's anxiety. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So Sean, Sean usually records. Uh, using two computers and one computer we have set up for, for a lot of our sound effects and, and things. And no. <laughs> it's Sean is visibly disheveled tonight. <laughs> and we just want to say, we love you. That's all we want to say, Sean. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sean's anxiety is definitely the name of the episode. Yeah. I, so the, so the sound clips, you ladies and gentlemen listening at home that you'll hear, will have done in post. So there's going to be no reaction to them, at least nothing that's honest. And uh, <laughs> that's behind the curtain. Every every like look, there there is no curtain on this podcast. I lay it all out oh, there. It's, it's just it's 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 an ugly stained sheet is what we lay on this podcast. Every, everything is nothing is right. I am uncomfortable. It's like I'm doing this from the dentist chair, right? Like everything <laughs> is just. It's just awful. I don't. Uh, finally, I, my virus has made it to his computer. Oh Andrew. My gosh. It's it's finally worked. <laughs> Your uh, plan has taken eight years. My plan. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Actually, I mean, this. Uh, if this computer does in fact uh, die, this will be the third computer that I will have had doing this job since the podcast started. Wow. Uh, but in fairness. The very first one I had, I bought for 50 bucks from a friend. I don't think he's a listener anymore. It was Jake Carpenter who gave me the oldest, like the first generation Mac laptop in, invented, right? Like the the case was plastic. Like it was a plastic, you know, this thing, it, it lasted about six months before iTunes just gave up and just said, no, we're done. Uh, but anyway, but no, this are machine, you saying, oh, sorry. I was just going to ask, are you saying that these these computers are past their prime? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Well, this one certainly is right now. Um, since we started the recording, I have rebooted it, and it has still not come back online. So, uh, wow. yeah. This is, trying. A, this is a sad night for me. But we're going to trudge on. I'm still excited to have Drew here to talk about this movie, which is 2008's The Wrestler, starring Mickey Rourke, Marissa Tomei, and really no one else of consequence. <laughs> no. I mean, Evan Rachel Wood is in this and she's lovely, but she's only in it for about five minutes and everybody else is, you know, just people. Yeah. Background and that's fair. And whatever. So this is also directed by Darren Aronofsky. We've seen him before on the podcast with such films as mother. Yes. He did. He directed Mother, which we were all a little confused about until we realized what the hell we were actually watching. Yeah. 
Agreed. But we've not. Oh, we've also done Noah. We also watched Noah, which we hated. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't think you know. I was not on that one because I would have defended it a little bit more no. um, than you guys did. So that's, that's good to know. Yeah. Uh, so he's uh, known for such films as Requiem for a Dream, Pi, The Fountain, uh, Black Swan. Weird stuff. Yeah. yeah. Out there. Some. Yeah. Some weird Except stuff. this one. This one wasn't that out there this no. is not a weird movie you're right when, no. when, when yeah. you say like when i when i think of requiem for a dream i think of that music and this was a movie that gave me nightmares in college uh this this that movie like really gave me bad dreams in college so <laughs> yeah so when yeah. i found out that he directed this i thought oh i'm in for some some weird shit and uh no there is nothing weird in this other than just the world if you don't if you're unaware of the world of um wrestling what do, you, what do you call this drew it's not professional wrestling but it's like you know like semi-pro wrestling like what is what are they what is what do you call this it's are you talking about the one are you talking about the one scene where oh you oh just has he oh it's um in general in, independent indie wrestling okay, okay. so was he, I mean, we're getting into the movie now, but um, was he at once, am I reading it correctly, that he was a professional wrestler at, yes, at, at some point, point, and now he's, okay. I thought that's what the introduction of the movie was was showing us, but I, I just wanted yeah, to Yeah, at one point, he was, um, I'm assuming they were trying to talk about the National Wrestling Alliance in the 80s, like the biggest draw, the heavyweight champion, which would have been your big money getter in the eighties and you know, fell from grace, I guess got old. Yeah. Now we're not talking about Mickey Rourke. We're talking about the character itself, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Well, <laughs> I mean, okay. So let's do it. So Andrew, give us the read first. Cause this is, you know, an older movie. I'm not sure if everybody is even knows what this movie is. Uh, so go ahead and tell us what, what IMDB says or whatever. Okay, brother. Uh, a faded professional. Re- I'm sorry, that probably sounded like I just coughed in the microphone. I don't even know what that was. Um, a faded professional wrestler must retire, but finds his quest for a new life outside the ring a dispiriting struggle. Oh, dispiriting. sorry, dispiriting. Oh my god, I just had like a mental fart right there. Dispiriting, as in he didn't want to drink Sprite anymore. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. The struggle was taking those muscle pills and uh, it depletes some of that brain uh, juice. This is what happens when the school year is starting back up and and I'm getting ready to start teaching kids next week. Yep. Yep. I totally agree. Okay. So, so Mickey Rourke, I want to do this before we get into five word reviews and we'll do that in just a second. So for some reason, Mickey Rourke in my brain didn't have a career before this movie. I don't know why. He's just one of those guys that has been, he's been old always in my brain. Like he was always old. Like Tommy Lee Jones was never under the age of 50. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I can see that. Sure. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like even when he was doing like the fugitive, he was like 44 and he looks like he's 60. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so Mickey Rourke is, to me is like the same thing. Like, th- like he looks like a guy that's been always old. 
And I remember, I remember very vividly when this movie came out, people were like, oh, Mickey Rourke is coming back. And I, all I could think of is from where? Like, I don't, where did he come from? Where did he go? Cotton where did he come I, from? Joe. Cotton yeah. I, Joe. I yeah. didn't realize I did that until I did it. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the brain click. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw the gear turn. <laughs> Yeah. That was I think a, we all were going there. Yeah, that was a little un, uh, unfortunate. But <laughs> he's done a bunch of things. Yeah, he I mean a he bunch goes of things back to the 70s. Purpose. Yeah. Right, but but as I'm looking at him, I don't know any of them. I mean, since City in 05, I know that. Once yeah. I know 1941, Mex- right? Uh, I've not seen 1941. Oh my god. I know. Is that the sequel to 1917? No, no. No. <laughs> No, it's a it's a comedy farce kind of a thing. Yeah, uh, but it has one of John Williams' greatest. It does scores. have one of his greatest yeah. scores. You're right. Yeah, uh, we played it in college. But he, uh, like, he was in Once Upon a Time in Mexico, which I don't remember, and I've seen that movie four or five times. He's on. He's in yeah. Man on Man on Fire, which I've seen three or four times, but I don't remember him in it, being in it. Uh, I do remember him in uh, what I said, Sin City in '05. And then before that, uh, okay, Get Carter. Don't remember him in that. Uh, I don't remember him in Point Blank. <laughs> Wait, is that the same thing? Oh, no, you're point, just thinking Point Blank Break. I'm thinking or, of Point Break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, not that not the same. Like, I don't know him. In Double Team in 97 with that, that really bad Jean-Claude Van Damme, Dennis Rodman flick, which I have seen. <laughs> I have seen. I don't remember him. I just don't remember him. Before this movie. My parents, when I I don't remember what movie it was, it may have been Iron Man 2, right? He's in that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, It may have been that one. But my parents, I remember them saying, oh, my gosh, that's Mickey Rourke. Like, he's had a lot of work done. And he was almost unrecognizable, apparently, and I guess still is. He was obviously... I mean, he might have had his his big times in the early 80s, right? You see a lot of those movies, early, mid-80s, but none of the movies that I ever grew up on, uh, you know, looking through here. Um, yeah. So, no, I, I'm i right there with you, Sean, because I only heard that this was the movie that, that brought him back to life and, you know, made him a, a big star again. But honestly, I don't remember him being a big star before that. Yeah. I mean, 1985's Year of Year of the Dragon, which no. sounds like a Bruce Lee thing, but it's not. Uh, but it's you know it's an Oliver Stone joint. But I mean, he's he's in it. He's one of the main. He's the he's the main actor. He's the top bill. But never heard yep. of it. You know, I'm just, yeah. I just I just didn't know this guy. So I mean, you know, I'm glad he made his comeback in this movie. And uh, this movie is you know fairly critically acclaimed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, uh, nominated for two Oscars. Yeah, I mean, it was nominated for best performance by a lead actor, Mickey Rourke, and then best performance by an actress in a supporting role who was also a stripper in Marissa Tomei. I mean, well, I would give her, I would give her that award. Oh, sure. I would give, I would give both of both of them an award. He, I mean, he he did win it for the Wait, you mean Mickey Awards. Rourke and Marissa Tomei, or. No, just Marissa Tomei's okay, two. That's why I, she I needs two sure. awards. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Sam was very excited about the boobs in this movie. 
<laughs> he's probably oh. texted me boobies at least seven times since this movie. He's it was so it. exciting. It was. Yeah. I was, was not aware. Was, I, I, me too. It was such a, a wonderful surprise. It was. Well, I was watching on the couch with my wife and couldn't hit rewind. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I was not expecting that from someone like Marissa Tomei. Well, I, yeah, no, that's, that's what I was going to say. It, it threw me off because I was like, that, that can't be her. That's got to be somebody else. And then I thought, well, my God, it is. That's well, Marissa yeah. Tomei. Yeah, my wife um, is notorious for not knowing anybody. And I go, hey, that's Aunt May in the new Spider-Man movie. Right? She goes, really? And then just whips it off. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I think maybe that's why I was a little surprised. Because the last time I saw her in anything was Spider-Man. And, and now this is almost 20 years later. We're, you know, 15 years later. And I thought, she looks great. But then yes. I realized this is, this is 2008. So she was only 44. Or forty something uh, when still, this was made. Still looks great. still though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still absolutely well, amazing. I mean, two, to two us, forty four is not old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, uh, yeah. And my wife did the same thing. She's she's watching the movie, and and we get about halfway through the movie, and she's like, I can't figure out where I know her from. <laughs> uh, and I didn't say anything. I just wanted to see if she could figure it out. And then she just kind of paused, and she goes, Wait a minute. She's she's dating like a bigger guy, right? I'm like, okay, sure. And then she goes, oh, happy. I said, yeah. She goes, that's Aunt May. And I said, yeah. And then uh, <laughs> and then we talked about some other other roles that you know we knew her from. And then she then my wife was like, but the other guy is from Iron Man too, right? I said, yeah. So it's just it's the same thing. I mean, she's like, I mean, of course, my wife is not as is as versed in film as I am, but. Even she was like, oh, he's the guy from Iron Man 2. You know, so half this movie's uh, uh, cast is uh, Marvel uh, connections. But right now, who isn't these days? So let's do some five word reviews, shall we? I think uh, I will let Sam go first. Unless he's no longer on the call or he is. uh, Muted himself or. Controller went to sleep, or am I talking he's to myself? Gone. He's gone. Yep, he's gone. So, uh, <laughs> Drew, will you give us your five word review? All right, I have two, and I want to preface this with with I went in with two mindsets on this movie. One, as somebody who likes film, so I wanted to review it as a movie, and then I went in, as you said, a res- wrestling aficionado. And I've, so I've got one of each. The wrestling person in me wanted to like this film. That's one. And the other one is Aunt May whips them out. <laughs> yes, she did. Very true. Yeah, did not see those coming. Uh, that coming. Those. You're good. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, Drew, can you call him since for some reason you're the leader oh, of this call? That's right. <laughs> that's not a good thing. Well, who put me in charge? I don't know. I don't know why <laughs> it did that. But I, when I try to, when I try to add him, he's not there. Yeah. Well, now am I here? Yeah, you're here. Okay. <laughs> Everything and anything that can go wrong will it's go wrong. One, yeah. Yeah. If you need to name this, this one, uh, uh, crap! What's it called when everything does and could go wrong? It's a uh, Murphy's, uh, Murphy's Murphy's Law. Murphy's Law. 
Yeah. Murphy's pod. There you go. <laughs> anyway. All right. Um, so is it my turn? Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've actually got three this week. Okay. Okay. Uh, the first two kind of go together, but the, the, the first one is stay in school kids. Right. <laughs> so that's, that's my first one. Uh, my second one is always have a backup plan. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's my second, but my one about the movie itself is muscle, muscle bound acting pins old story. And what that means, what I basically say, you know, we've seen this story before we've, we've seen the, this is an, you know, almost a trope in it of itself where you've got the character who cannot stop doing what they're doing. They love it so much, or, you know, they'll, the assassin just has to keep going. The, the dancer has to keep dancing. You know, there's all these different things that they just have to keep doing, even though it's harmful to themselves. So we've seen that over and over again. The difference in this one is that Mickey Rourke completely owns this character. He looks like a wrestler. He acts like a, a, a wrestler. He, he is this, this, uh, oh, what's his name? Um, rim, uh, Jim, not Jim rim. Um, Randy. 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 Oh, I was going to say, let's just see what Sam comes up with. Randy. Yeah. The Ram, right? So he is the Ram and he absolutely owns this thing. I think he is, as many of the reviews mentioned, a tour de force. I think his acting in this is out of this world. Um, I've mentioned Marissa Tomei uh, earlier. I think she does well. Um, the story is interesting in and around this wrestler. I don't know this world very well, uh, nor do I really seek it out. So it was kind of fun to kind of dive in a little bit to some, something I don't know much about. Uh, however, I, I teach community college folks, right? And I teach people who are second careers. I teach a lot of folks that have tried something, failed, and are coming back to to try again. And it always breaks my heart to see those folks who just can't get past uh, problems and 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 jobs of the past. A lot of factory folk people around here just biding their time, thinking that factories are coming back, and not realizing that that you know industry has has left them behind. And I kind of see this in this character where. The man's had a heart attack. Uh, he's he's taking drugs that are only going to make his situation worse. And he, for all uh, intents and purposes, he should stop. Doctor says stop. His his whole world around him is telling him to stop, but he simply can't do it. And that is the tragedy of this this whole thing, and and why we get sucked in to a character like Randy the Ram Robinson. Um, I I found it fascinating. I thought if I had to nitpick, it was that I don't feel like there was a whole lot of chemistry between him and Marissa Tomei. Uh, I also kind of didn't like Evan Rachel Wood in her role in this movie. Um, I thought I thought her role was a little, I don't maybe not played as well as the as the top two bills, but I enjoyed it, and I'm I'm certainly glad I. Uh, I watched it, and uh, I'm I'm a better person for doing so. Okay, I'm with you there. All right, Andrew, what yep. you got? 
Uh, I've got a couple. And since Sam's back, I scrapped that whole five word thing. I'm I'm just gonna go with some some lengthy and some short. That's fine. <laughs> do do whatever reviews. you're gonna do. <laughs> um, modern Shakespearean tragedy. Ooh, yeah, okay. interesting. I like that. Yeah, because it it as I watched this, I thought to myself, this is very much a tragedy. Uh, in the sense that, I mean, it's it's left open ended. It's left leaving us to wonder: did does he survive? Does he oh. have a heart attack? Is that his last hurrah? And uh, the way that I took it was that was it. He was he was done. You know, he went out in a blaze of glory, yeah. In his, at least in his own mind, in front of his fans and his family, as he called it, uh, or called them. Um, and to me, it was kind of a tragedy. In many say he didn't get the girl, he didn't get his daughter back. Um, but, well, you know, for a moment, only to lose her again. Um, and so, yeah, that's how I kind of saw it. But um, this movie has some moments of levity it has uh some i won't say well there were some times i laughed uh, but it was mainly that i saw mickey rourke uh you know serving potato salad in a, a grocery store deli <laughs> wearing a hair balls yeah um you know so there were some moments that i laughed at but there were some others that um that i i really just i was connecting you know with the actors uh, in this, and you know my rule that if a movie keeps my attention, uh, I think it's a pretty good movie, and this at least wa- you know worth watching. And uh, I, I'm gonna be honest with you, I went into this kind of kicking and screaming. I didn't want to yeah, watch it. I, I agree. Uh, I was I, not happy. <laughs> and you know, I, I told you, <laughs> I told you at the beginning that wrestling and I have a, a previous relationship stemming from childhood. I never liked it. My grandfather watched it constantly. It was the only thing on in the house. That and uh, Chuck Norris movies and Baywatch. And so Baywatch, I didn't mind. But the uh, <laughs> but the wrestling, I, I couldn't stand it. But it was what was on. So as a kid, I just watched it. And because of that, I had the little action figures that you stick on your – which, by the way, your thumb goes up the arse of – the thumb wrestler. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys ever had any of those thumb wrestlers, but it was like professional wrestlers and you put them on your thumb and it was weird. But you know, because of that, I got those toys and I got to go to these professional wrestling events to see some pretty big names, but I didn't really like it. And so um, I went into this kicking and screaming. I didn't want to watch it. And I honestly didn't want to like it, but I did. Um, I thought it was very well acted. I thought it was very well put together. I thought the story's very simple, but it's also a little complex because it it's a story that I feel like a lot of people live. A lot of people live that life. They can relate to it. It may not be wrestling, but they have something that they're not willing to let go of that keeps them from the other things that are probably more meaningful to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. Been I've been there. So I felt like this I kind of went deep again. No pun intended. No. <laughs> um but 
Yeah. I also had some others. I said, um, Mickey Rourke can't dance or sing. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and this hurts to watch like physically the scene where they are in the cage of death and they've got the barbed wire and the Mm. nails and the the staples. Like I literally was cringing. Like I, 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 I was tensing up when I saw these things like, piercing their body like laying in the glass and I, I i don't know it just that part bothered me physically but can uh, i talk about that for a second go for defend, sure. yeah man def- defend what i like that comp that's that is actually a real professional in air quotes thing czw's combat zone wrestling how that cxw i don't know or cz whatever yeah czw that's a real thing. That is a very, very small portion of wrestling fans like that. I'm talking the lowest of the 1%. Well, that, I, I'm going to interject just a little bit. I remember in the late 90s, Mick Foley uh, and, and some of his stuff that he would do involved maybe not the crazy barbed wire glass, but there was there was quite a bit of blood, if I remember right, back then. Yeah. Oh well, there's blood. There's there's blood in wrestling, and I'll I'll get to that oh, okay. in a second too. It's okay. Um, but this isn't wrestling. It's gore porn. I mean, and what they showed is legit. Really, what they do: the staples, the oh, glass, geez. all this crap. Oh, and I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I loved. I liked this movie until they showed this. This is when it just kind of clicked in my head that I didn't wasn't going to not like it. But this part in particular. I cannot stand because people see this and that's what they think it all is. Mm. And it's not. It's your lowest of the low. Did you notice how there was like 12 people in the crowd? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exactly how it is. Uh, it's um, another paycheck, basically. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah, he took it as a paycheck. I mean, that's they yeah. did show that part at least. And you could tell he didn't really care for it. I yeah. did like that part. But the fact that they put it in a movie really angered me. But um, on the opposite end, that first that first match he has, that little local gym thing, that was almost ninety five percent accurate. Like huh. the only, like the part where he made the, the took the razor blade and cut it and put it in the tape, put it in his wrist tape. That is one hundred percent exactly how they would do it. They would either put it in their wrist tape. Some guys put it in their trunks because they wear two pairs. They'll put it in between. Or one guy was notorious for keeping it between his teeth during the match. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Keep, uh, crazy. Um, the only thing that wasn't real is when he actually did it and cut himself. But, but it was Hollywooded up and had to because they will do it so fast. Like you'll throw him up, like let's say you throw some guy over the top rope and he's supposed to hit his head and bleed. As you're throwing him bef- over the rope before he hits the ground, he will have already reached, grabbed, nicked his head and put it back before you even see it. Now, you know, he laid on the mat and grabbed it and did it slow and made a big, giant gash. Now, you would make about a two-centimeter little just nick is all you need. Yeah, you just so need the, the effect. But everything yeah, else they, everything else they did. That, yeah, they Hollywood. Kind of dumb it down for the audience. Yeah, which I totally understand. No, not holding that against them. But well, everything, everything else, like the moves, the way the match went, everything was like straight legit. The the crazy part is is that Mickey Rourke actually cut himself. He he like yeah. legit pulled out a little piece of metal or whatever and 
cut himself you know, mm-hmm. on camera. It's like, well, that's a take you can do one time. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to have a scar on your in your noggin, you know? I mean, so. Well, that was a no. question that I, and I didn't read the trivia, so I, usually I do, but it, that was a question I had for this movie. Do you think, which I guess you just answered that, do you think that he, this was method acting? I mean, I, I feel like some of that stapling and some of that, I don't know that all of the barbed wire cuts and everything was real, but I, I don't know. It looked real to me. Like, I know it's Hollywood, but there was a lot that I was, and that maybe that's why I was so squeamish watching that scene. Yeah, no, he did it. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of reading through some of the other stuff, but. But you uh, can do it. You, know. you can do it more than once and not get scarred. Guys in the 80s used to do it about every night. You just make a tiny little one, do it over here. It'll heal. Right, but I mean, you're not on camera. Well, you don't that's have true. A, you don't have a film camera that's yeah. Not, well, that's you know, true. You know when you when that's when that's your money maker. Like you, yeah. you, you get yeah. one shot. Yeah. I feel like I mean, and you know, what, all you got to do is lay there and cut himself, so it's fine. Yeah. I also like. Uh, I'm looking through some of the trivia that uh, only twelve and a half minutes of the hundred and ten minute runtime includes actual wrestling, which is kind of cool. <laughs> Uh, and Marissa Tomei's first day on set was the day she had to give a lap dance to Mickey Rourke. That's kind of funny. I like that. Oh, dear. So the only thing that I really knew about this movie, other than it was his big comeback, is I remember he complained about this movie. He complained uh, about it? Yeah. So he does this movie, and then he kind of you know gets his profile back up. And then he goes and does Iron Man 2. Uh, you know, like a couple of years later. And I remember him in an, like an interview or something saying, yeah, it was nice to be on a film set where they had, you know, like chairs for the actors and <laughs> a craft services that actually had good food. And, you know, cause like this was a $6 million budget film and Iron Man two is a hundred million dollar budget, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah. Marvel movies before Disney bought it, but you know, it's still a, a paramount hundred million dollar film. So like, you know, they're, that's not even close to the same ballpark. I just, I remember that. And I just, I remember being really annoyed by it. Honestly, it's just like, you chose the role. You, you read the script. You knew that it was a low budget thing. You can't complain. Your you contract know? said BYOC, bring your own chair. Right. You know, exactly. <laughs> bring your chair and your green hat and let's go. So anyway, uh, there's some other pretty fun trivia, you know, like um, like the scene at the at the counter, right? So that's a real, you know, at the uh, deli. Yeah, the deli. Like that's a real grocery store, and oh. the majority of those people are just people. They're not actors. So like, yeah, <laughs> they just they just had him back there. Cameras were rolling, and people were just like, well, whatever. So like when he throws it to the guy who he catches it in his basket, like for the touchdown, like that's all improv. All of that stuff behind the counter is improv. So the little old ladies thought he was really working there. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind now, of I think, me. I think the whole bit with like a little more, a little less, a little more, you got it. I think that was an action. I think that yeah, was scripted. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I've worked at, I worked at Kroger's meat department. There are people like that. Oh, we had oh, the, yeah. we had a guy one time. He would come in all the every, every once a week, and if we didn't cut his steak to one pound perfectly, he would bring it back. Well, and he would take it home and weigh it again. 
Oh, that's weird. Okay. That guy's got nothing to do but yeah. complain about things. And he got a lot of floor spice steak. Not by <laughs> me. <laughs> so before I get my five word reviews, since we're talking about the deli counter, when when he looked down at that that slicer, like we all knew it was about to happen, oh, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh. Um, my wife's exact words were he's not gonna. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> So my my wife's uh, parents used to own a Jersey Mike's, and so you know finger damage on a slicer is is a thing like that can happen. Yeah. And um, in fact, her parents were part of a uh, in a in a lawsuit because of it. Um, I'm not going to get onto it on air. I can talk about it later. It's, but it it was just the most ridiculous thing. So as soon as the camera shows you that there's a, a thing there, I'm like, no. Like as soon as I just it oh finger gore just oh that gets me worse like eye gore and finger gore like that stuff and Al gets, Gore and Al Gore yeah that, that's all <laughs> bad stuff. Well, wasn't that wasn't the finger gore in Doctor Sleep too that you had a good time with? I can't remember. Maybe I don't remember. She gets now. her hand stuck and it it degloves. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, no, the that's de- the uh, um, uh, what's the name of that? Well, I think it was a Doctor Sleep and in that Stephen King, other Stephen King movie we watched uh, where she's chained to the bed. Yeah, yeah. That one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, same director, too. Uh, Gerald's Game. Gerald's Game. Yeah, she, yeah. she pulls part of her skin when she's trying to get unhandcuffed. Oh, yeah. That yeah, movie. Yeah. Good, good movie. Oof. All right. My five review. I'll, I took a, a page out of Andrew's book and did one for six. Okay. So the first one was washed up wrestler dies fighting. So I assume he dies. You assume he sense. dies, really? Okay. Yeah. I, the way that this movie is making you think, I think he he does that last thing and drops dead, like he is yeah. dead on the mat. That that act that the other wrestler there has got a dead man on him right now. It's yeah. happened. Yeah. Because I mean, like everything in his life at that point had gone like he. He had a little redemption moment with, you know, Tomei. She's like, I'm here. Like, let's, let's go. Which I really annoyed me, honestly, because I'm like, what has he done to deserve her love? Like, what yeah. has he done really? You know, he's, because the, well, his, you know, like his last encounter with her was at the strip club where he basically like yelled at her and got escorted out. You know, like it was, it was a bad deal. And then she, well, comes, and I think that is a lot of, I mean, unfortunately, it's it's a man's dream, not dream, but it, you could tell a man probably wrote the screenplay because Marissa, like I mentioned before, I didn't find the chemistry between them all that great because it would never happen in the real world, um, especially between this Marissa Tomei and or someone like Marissa Tomei and Mickey Rourke. It just, yeah. it wasn't there. And you, you know, there are rules at these clubs that you, you just, there's no fraternizing like that. Right. And I'd, they I'd are, been, I would never know. They are, <laughs> they are there to, tr- to <laughs> basically make you feel like, you know, they're, they're, I don't want to say they're tricking you, but they are there to try to make you feel like you're a wanted person. And unfortunately, a lot of guys get feelings because they fall for that trap. And I could see why he might feel that way, but I did not see her story uh, in that in that manner 
at all. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's supposed to kind of follow the same story as he, because she's kind of a washed up in her own way. You know, she's a washed up dancer and it's time for her to call it quits. You know, there's people telling her she's too old. There's, she's not getting the attention from the, from the patrons like she did before. Yeah. And so, yeah, really. Um, so she's kind of following that same. So I can see how there would be a, a connection between the two. My problem came because I thought there was a much bigger age difference. There, yeah. There's not. In real life, he's only like 10 years older than her. But in this movie, he looked like he was 30 years older than he's her. He's aged. Yeah, he looks yeah. like an old old man. Yeah. Like well, a, it's also a saddlebag. She, she looks because she looks like she's thirty in yeah. the movie. You know, like, yeah, I guess thirty-five. But and he looks know. sixty-eight or something. You know, it's something pretty big. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Sam, you mentioned the writer of this movie. So the guy yeah. what what wrote this movie is a dude named uh, Robert, right? Uh, Robert Siegel, uh, Seigel. I don't know. So he has written. He has eight credits to his name. He wrote The Onion Movie in 2008. I don't know what that is. Uh, it's uh, a satirical interpretation of the world events and curious human behavior. Okay. And then he wrote this movie, The Wrestler. And then the next year he wrote something called Big Fan with Patton Oswald, but it's a serious thing. It's like a serious drama. Okay. And then four years later, he writes Turbo, the the snail, snail movie. movie. Oh, <laughs> okay. Oh, dear. <laughs> and then, and then he comes back with the founder. Yeah. Which, which is, I love. Yeah, which is great. is great. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and then he does something called cruise, which he also directed set in the 1980s, a young Italian American from the wrong side of the tracks falls for a Jewish girl from long Island. So it's his version of, of a, of a West Side Story. And then he wrote the Pam and Tommy TV miniseries. Which that just came out, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty, yeah. New. pretty new. So, I mean, he's still doing stuff, but, you know, it's just very strange. I mean, like, I don't know. It's all over, all the, over place. the place. It really yeah. is. The Turbo is what really kind of <laughs> confounds me, is Turbo. But anyway. Good uh, movie. It is a fun movie. I have a good time with it. It's just, you know, it's, it's what that is. It's not Pam and, you know, Tommy. Uh, my other five-word review, which is actually six words, was he never knew when to quit. Yeah. There you go. Uh, I guess I haven't actually said this yet. I didn't like this movie. Really? <laughs> I, I didn't. I oh. Now, I will tell you this. I'll say this. And we've talked about this on this on the episode. If this is episode 411, we've talked about this 300 times. Sometimes my mood can affect the way that I view a film. And <laughs> and you knew that you were going to have such a hard time getting this podcast off the ground tonight well, that it was <laughs> yeah, it was going to completely ruin your your joy. <laughs> I was just kind of in a grumpy mood this week. I was just really tired and it, it's just been a week from hell at work. And that kind of spilled over into home life. And then, and, and people are asking like, well, 
if you if you didn't really want to watch this movie, then why didn't you watch something fun like, oh, I don't know, Ready to Rumble or whatever? Well, it's because it wasn't streaming. And mm. we like to do movies that are streaming and available to the public. And this movie was available. And I said, well, what about The Wrestler? And, and I'm not blaming Drew or anything because you said yes. But Oh, I'll take the heat. No, no, it's fine. I, I'm the one that picked it, but I picked it mainly because I remember it being kind of critically acclaimed and that it was mm-hmm. like a really, really good movie. And it is a well-made movie. Yes. I'm not saying that it's not well-made. Yeah. It's well-made. I do think it's pretty well acted. I don't have a problem with, you know, the daughter, whatever. Um, I, I, I think you're kind of right. There's a little bit of the chemistry between Mickey Rourke and Maritza Tomei. It's, it's fine. It's not great. The age, the, 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 uh, the, apparent age gap is a little janky, but it wasn't mm. enough that myself and my wife said to you, like when they start kissing in yeah. the bar, neither one of us like, that's, that's kind of see, I, I was a little like, Ew. yeah, I mean, yeah. just ew I mean, because he, Mickey t- Rourke he looks, looks like, like he would taste of cigarettes and, and <laughs> oh yeah. Cheap booze. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 He, <laughs> you're not wrong. Yeah. Um, and, and if steroids had a smell, I'm sure that's what it would be too. Whatever that is, yeah. Tan, steroids tanning, and tanning bed, tanning yeah. bed tanning oil, beds. his his hair yeah. dye, all of that hair stuff. Dye. Yeah, all of all of the chemicals. All again yeah. are legit. Yeah, professional oh, yeah. things. Yeah. Oh yeah. sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you're absolutely right. Uh, the things that I did like about the movie, um, and I think we mentioned, you know, like. He is doing Mickey Rourke is doing these stunts. There's not a stunt. Oh, double he's doing, doing the wrestling. Yeah. Holy crap. Well, I mean, like you see his face almost all of the time. Yeah. I mean, there's even a bit where he gets on the ropes and he puts his feet on the dude's shoulders and spins him around. The camera never cuts and Mickey Rourke stands up. Like yeah. I watched that and thought, my God, he did that when they climb up the ladder and fall onto the table. That shot never cuts. Uh-huh. Like I was, I noticed that he was doing it. He he did that shot. Now obviously that's not real glass; it's sugar, and yeah. you know the table is meant to break in half. Right. But but you know this sixty something, however old he is, we don't know how. I don't know how he does. Sam, you did the math. But like he did that stunt, so good on him for doing it. I mean, he's climbing the ropes. Now he, you know, he when he jumps, he jumps off camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, onto a bunch of mattresses or whatever, but he still did it. He still had to climb up there. I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's, there's some skill there. So good, good for Mickey Rourke for doing the job. So, you know, you earned the right to go sit down in the comfy chair on Iron Man too. Well, just, just reading through his bio, he, it says in his teenage years, took up self-defense training at the boys club in Miami. And then it says he learned boxing skills and, decided on an amateur boxing career. So he had some, some, uh, you know, boxing and fighting training. Well, and we got to give, I, you know, I got to give wrestlers their due in terms of talent and being able to do what they do. It blows my mind. Um, the, the, just, uh, just the mere fact that that they're flying through the air, that they're doing these acrobatics, that it is a very physical job that they are doing. And I, I think him being able to do that is pretty darn amazing. Yeah, yeah. it was, that was one of the surprises I had in this movie. I didn't expect him to be doing those. Like I, like Sean said, I figured they were showing, then cut it and showing at the end of it. Yeah. But kudos to him. 
Yeah, did, these yeah. guys are pretty these well. These guys are athletes. They they are yeah. athletes. Yeah. Now the 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 matches are obviously staged, you know, but uh, you know it's it's basically a big soap opera is is what they're selling. But I tell you, it's it's it was pretty pretty amazing. So yeah. All right, uh, I'm going to cook through a few notes before we get into what will be the clips section. Um, <laughs> is So I did, I did make a note of, did we really need to spend five minutes of, of film time watching him serve customers? I wrote that exact same thing. Yeah. That yeah. slowed the movie down way too much. Oh, it came, to a, yeah. it came to a halt to me, for me, and, and, I, and I know why. Right, the director did that on purpose. The director mm-hmm. one is trying to show that he has a mundane life. He has, we all have this stuff, right? Even, you know, we we have jobs that that, that kind of suck sometimes, like mine does right now. And you just, you know, you just have to do the thing, and it's and it's boring and whatever. And yeah. I, the director wants us to to feel that, but my God, we were there a long time. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that goes back to what I said about you feel like you can relate, you know, the everyday Joe can relate to that yeah. very well. And yeah. it may have been, like you said, the director's attempt to bore us a little bit on purpose to experience that. You know what I'm saying? Mission accomplished. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, in juxtaposition to that job versus a wrestling job, the wrestling job's exciting. Right. The wrestling is fun to watch. It's, it's, it's a, an event whereas his his real job his deli job is boring as not so there you go yeah nobody screams and and flashes you for potato salad yeah yeah, well, he, and, yeah you're not getting to have sex with a lady in a bathroom because you made that potato salad right i worked at your own Kroger's. yeah I, I I will say another another issue I had with the movies. I felt like his walkout at the end was not quite deserved. Um, if anything, I thought he was going to cut his hand and then claim workers' comp. Basically, um, he doesn't just, seem smart enough to do that. Yeah, maybe, but <laughs> I, but he's I, enraged though. Yeah, but what is he enraged about? Yeah, somebody figured out he was working at the deli. I, I no, just, I, I think it's it, it. To me, it was a buildup of everything. Everything that was just coming out at that moment. Yeah, that guy saying, "Hey, aren't you Randy the Ram?" and started doing that was just he couldn't take it anymore. He wanted to be, you know, he wanted to be Randy the Ram, and with every scoop he slopped out of there, he realized he couldn't be Randy anymore. He was Robin. And it was, yeah. He was Robin. He wanted to be Batman. He had to be Robin. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of that that whole walkout started with that name tag. When he got that name tag and he had to wear it, and it said Robin. <laughs> I think that just started off his entire downward downfall. Uh, downfall. Down. Yeah. 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 Well, when when he gave him that and said Robin, I thought to myself, well, that's going to come back to biting. <laughs> Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't like take that and like shove it up the manager's ass or something, but <laughs> like physically like assault him with the with the name tag or whatever. But you're right. I mean, it it was. I think it started because because he did kind of you know rage quit in a new version of in the 2008 version of rage quit. Um, 
when you actually, in fact, rage and quit. But you, uh, I think it started with embarrassment. He was embarrassed yeah. that he was having I to do this thing. And when that guy recognized him, he didn't want to be recognized. He just, he right. wants to disappear. Cause when, like you said, when he's, when he's robbing the deli guy, like that's why he liked working in the back is because yeah. no one could have recognized him. him. So that yeah. like, so when he said the only other job I can give you is out, he's like, Oh, with customers, like he doesn't care about people or, you know, he, he, he's good with people. He just doesn't want them to see him. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's where I think, you know, when that guy was like, Oh, Hey, you're the dude, you know? Cause like when he was good with that, when he was, you know, like at the gym, right. Those guys, like those kids are like, Hey, my first, I saw you and, in 92 or whatever, you're my first whatever. And he's like, cool. And he's signing autographs, whatever. And he's taking pictures with the kids when they're at like that or that, that wherever they were, like it looked like American Legion or something. Yeah. Where they, they had all their old stuff and their BFW. VHS tapes. And yeah. The BFW or whatever it was. Yeah. And, um, like he's there hanging out and like, you know, these kids are coming up and getting pictures taken or whatever. Like, like he's good with the celebrity part. Uh-huh. It was when, you know, you, you, we're, we're never going to see Tom Cruise serving deli. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so I mean, I guess that's not the same kind of thing, but you know what I'm saying? So, uh, mission impossible uh, potato salad. I, 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 I liked the rage quit. I really thought it showed his character, but I mean, but cause it did get to realize at that point he had already relost the daughter. Yeah. Yeah. So at that point it was like, well, what else do I have to, what else can I lose? Nothing. I've lost my girlfriend it wasn't his girlfriend i've lost mm-hmm. my daughter then the hell with this job and i'm gonna go do one last thing yeah you know he's the he's the daredevil that's gonna do one last trick that so that he can go out on his own terms which is again how i interpreted it uh-huh. interesting um yeah. that's kind of it with my notes you guys think I have anything else mm. um oh go ahead no i i don't Oh, I was going to say that first match that I liked on my podcast, I actually, when we watch a match, we actually give it a letter grade. I gave it a B. All right. Okay. I like it. Okay. Now the one after that, double F. (laughs) (laughs) Which one was that one? um, The the, gore porn. Yeah, the the one with all the the sharp things. So... I am going to shout out my my coworker and uh, friend uh, Jeff, who I know will listen to this episode. Jeff is a huge wrestling fan, so when I told him today that this was the movie that we were doing, he actually got excited because he says, "Oh, I like that movie." Oh, interesting. And I said, "Really?" And he goes, "Because it's very true to how it is." He says, "These these guys that do whatever it takes to try to stay relevant and." You know, they just don't know how to hang it up. He says, it's a depressing film, but it's pretty accurate. I said, really? And he said, yeah. And, uh, and I mean, Jeff's a, he's a wrestling aficionado. I mean, like, um, Drew, this will kind of make your day. When I told him you are our guest, he goes, oh yeah. And he pulled his phone out and showed me how he's got your show queued up on his phone. Oh, awesome. Hey, thanks, Jeff. So he, uh, sweet. Yeah, he because when I told him, he goes, "Huh?" And he, he scrolled through and he says, "Is that their logo?" And I said, "Yeah, it's that." So he's got a awesome. That's pretty you're, cool. You're queued up on his uh, his phone there, so that's pretty awesome. But to his point, I mean, I think whoever did the intro earlier, like Ric Flair, Ric Flair just had his quote unquote last match three weeks ago, and he's seventy six. 
Seriously? Yeah. I thought he was retired back in the 90s. Uh, 2006, he kind of retired. Then he ran out of money and did it for two more years. But oh. nope, he, he had a he had a I mean he didn't do much and he passed out twice and I had to wake him up in the middle of it, but <laughs> but he so, had his last match at seventy six. He and he's and he's already said that he hates calling that his last match, so it probably won't be his last match. Yeah. Okay. So, wow. Cool story about uh Rick Flair. Uh, his daughter Ooh. went to Appalachian State um and was there when I was a student there. Yeah. Ashley played on the yeah, played on the volleyball team. Volleyball team. Yep. Yeah. He yeah, actually she's like came seven and, foot tall. Yes. Yeah, he actually came to uh one of her matches and didn't he wrestle the mascot our school mascot? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, that's what happened. Yeah. <sighs> the, we had a volleyball band back then, which really was just a bunch of guys who wanted to watch the girls play volleyball. Uh so we took our instruments and played. Um, but we, <laughs> I've, I've seen those shorts. I get the motivation. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, one of the perks of being at that, being in that group, is we got to see Ric Flair. That's really cool. Yeah, Ric Flair some random volleyball match. That's awesome. Absolutely. Okay. Well, uh, time for clips. Which again, I can't play live. But <laughs> oh, that was amazing. That one right there. Oh, yeah. Sean, that was <laughs> well. Hold on, that was hilarious. Oh, oh, oh yeah, <laughs> best clip ever. Oh, 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 oh my gosh, that totally encapsulates the entire uh, spirit of this film. I hate you right now, but I will play. Actually, you know what? Here's the crazy thing. Let's see how <laughs> let's see how bad this is going to be. This is going to be pretty bad. But you know what? <laughs> I have them on my phone. I do have them on my phone. So let's see how this goes. This is clip number one. Sacrificial ram. <laughs> Uh, and then the second cool. clip is called knock. So this is when he knocks on, he doesn't knock on the door and his manager is in his office watching internet porn. I like it. <laughs> Did you forget how to knock? No. Let's try that again. All right. I'm serious. Yeah. Yeah. He's got to be more discreet about that. You know, guy like just, you, you'll figure it out, which by the way, okay. This entire movie, I'm not going to lie. It wasn't until the kid said Call of Duty 4 before I realized what year this movie was. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell. Like, yeah, they did. A, they did a good job with that, though. It was weird, but it was weird. It was like he's using a pay phone, which is weird. No one yeah. had cell phones. Again, 2008 is the year the iPhone came out. So I understand that. But like nobody had a Blackberry or no one had a Blackberry yeah. or a palm yeah. trio or whatever yeah. right like they would have still had cell phones around yeah and so that was that was weird to me and then all of the cars looked like the, but like and it wasn't until they started bitching about the 90s which i have that clip in a little bit is when i went oh this is in the 2000s so then when he said oh yeah call of duty 4 i had to google when that came out and it was in 2007. I thought, oh, okay, so this movie is in 2008. It, it's taking place when it's being filmed. It just never felt like that to me. So anyway, uh, my point was is that uh, the manager needs to move his desk so that his computer isn't facing the door. So when he watches porn, he has a few seconds of <laughs> before he can close a window. <laughs> and the uh, curtain. And the curtain or whatever. 
the uh, my third clip here is the it's called meat, and that's where he's talking about the meat. Uh, uh, oh, thank God, it's not the same clip. It's house in this parade of horny housewives. Yes, yeah. asking for your meat. A parade of hot horny housewives begging for your meat. Yeah, for your man meat. Yeah. I thought this was the clip of the manager again. Yeah, it's the same clip. Well, it's still him talking. It's just a different clip of him talking. Uh, let's see. Oh, okay. Number the next clip would be the '90s sucked, which I captured mainly because as a child of the I'm I'm like I'm a kid of the '90s basically. I I was born in '82, so the '90s were my formative years. So I dis- I disagree uh, completely. But you know, again. Different age, which is fine. Yeah. Left. Then that Cobain pussy had to come around and ruin it all. You know? Like there's something wrong with wanting to have a good time. I'll tell you something. I hated the f- 90s. <laughs> 90s sucked. 90s fucking sucked. <laughs> Going back to the uh, the manager really quick. When they're having that interaction where he's, you know, with the name badge. And the manager, like, pokes his head in the office and then he backs up. And then he says something else, and he pokes his head back in the office and he's like, just wear it. <laughs> that made me laugh. I don't know why it made me laugh so hard, but it was really funny. Just the way that the manager was playing as a typical manager would play, like, you yeah. know, not, not being an a-hole, just, you know, just wanting the guy to do his job. Yeah. Well, and so I actually, so I, I have a clip of him in a second. So the next clip I have is when he, uh, that the uh, the customer comes up and says, "I want some chicken. Give me those big breasts." And he goes, "Yeah, that's what I want—some big breasts." And they they laugh. That was pretty funny. Give me two big breasts. Two big breasts coming up. That's what I want—two big breasts. <laughs> and then the other clip, the last clip I have is that scene, Andrew, when he's like, "Do I really have to wear this?" And he goes, "No, you're special." So I really got to wear one of these things. No, you're special. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that. Exactly. Okay. So <laughs> this is so janky. Anyway, um, we're about to play our game. So uh, this week, our game is sponsored by. That's Serena over there. And that's Naomi. And we are the hosts of Weird Mythic Podcast. Yes, we are. Our show, Weird Mythic, covers stories about cryptids, which is what brought us together to create the show. But we also like to talk about anything paranormal and strange that happens in the world. We post episodes every Sunday on different topics, and we would love to have more listeners. We're on all podcast platforms, and you can find us on all social media sites as well. Give us a listen, send us some personal stories to share on the show, and we will love you forever. Yes, we will. We would love some personal stories, some cryptid encounters, and we hope that you listen and tune into the show. You can listen to Weird Mythic Podcasts wherever you get your podcast fix. This is the game called Hey, Did You Notice? (laughs) This is a game where Andrew is is created. I should have asked. Andrew has created... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Uh, has created five questions to uh, to uh, put. Uh, uh, this week it's going to be Sam versus our guest, Drew. Okay. Uh, it's a back and forth. Uh, they're not trivia. It's just things did you notice in the movie. Uh, Drew, you go first. If you get the answer right, you win a point. If you get the answer wrong, the, Sam has a chance to steal a point. 
Whether you win or lose, I will still mail you stickers once they come in the mail because I had to order new ones. So, ready All to right. play? Uh, as I'll ever be. All right, Andrew. Woo-hoo. Let's do it. All right, Drew. In 1986, the Ram got his bicep ripped open from a nail in a two by four, wielded by what wrestler? What was the name of the wrestler that hit him with the nail in the two by four? Um, uh, what is the Ayatollah of Iran? <laughs> All right. Good guess there. <laughs> Sam. Uh, 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 macho Man. I have always been fascinated by wrestlers' names and how they get them. And uh, <laughs> this guy's name is Billy Bob Banjo. Banjo. That's right. Yep. Okay. That's can I? Right. I did oh, write crap. down about the two before, though, because you'd never have a nail in one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, ow. All right, Sam. This question yes. goes to you. What is the name of the hospital the Ram is taken to after his heart attack? Oh. Um, our Mother of Mercy. Drew? Sacred Heart. <laughs> Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital. No, right? Interesting. Yeah. You okay. see it while he's on his way out of the hospital. Uh, did did anyone a, else watch that whole hospital scene and think, how in the hell is he going to pay for any of that stuff? Well, yes. I thought that yeah. too, right? I was like, yeah. man, he's going into debt big time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking, hold on real quick, Andrew. One of the real yeah, things since we're here talking about debt and drugs and things. So the guy in like the next scene that's giving him all the drugs and whatever. So that, that actor, after this movie, uh, after he was done about four months later, was arrested for drug possession and for intent to sell. <laughs> so those weren't props. Kind of funny. No. Well, so the so there's another piece Meth of trivia of that the cocaine that he sniffs is a prop cocaine. It's like uh, it's basically like Smarties. Um, no, 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 no. It's like no, uh, that burns. Yeah, yeah, no, that no. Don't it's ask. like uh. It's like a health bar or like a like a GNC. Like a vitamin D or yeah, something. Yeah, it's like a vitamin like, thing, right? And so when Mickey Rourke did it, it, because it was not cocaine, it really messed him up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like you think you're getting, you think you're drinking Coke, but oops, it's Sprite. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Andrew, go ahead. Sorry. Okay. Uh, so we're back to Drew. How many phone numbers were on the back of Stephanie's younger picture? His daughter, Stephanie, had a yearbook picture with phone numbers on the back. Four crossed out and one written in, so five. That is correct. Crap. Oh, I was going to have that one, too. (laughs) All right. Uh, Sam, this goes back to you. All right. What children's toy was wrapped in barbed wire and used in the CZW Cage of Death fight? A children's toy. Um. Oh dear. Uh. Uh. A popper machine. I don't know. What What is a popper machine? You know those little vacuum things, kids. Push, push in the top. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm a child of the 80s. We didn't have high high flutin technology back then. It was all uh, manual. High flutin technology. 
Okay. Uh, no, that's not right. Drew. Okay. Yes. Um, sorry. I was, I was just seeing red through most of the scene. So I'm going to go with the toy glockenspiel. Nice guess. But it was a, uh, stick horse, you know, like a old. Oh, tiny oh that's yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. I was close. Mine had a yeah. stick on it too. There you go. For some reason, I thought so. Didn't he? He had like a crutch, right? It was like a. It looked yeah. like a medical crutch, and then that's when the guy gave him his prosthetic leg. Use my leg. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm sure that's something that you would actually. Say. It's it's happened. That yeah. was oh, taken sure. from a real incident. <laughs> All right, uh, Sam. This goes to you, right? No. Yeah, it's yeah. a prosthetic yeah. leg. Yeah. Okay. Um, what is the ram holding in his hand when he asks his boss for more hours at the grocery store? It's a chicken the f- breast, isn't it? The first time. Oh. I I don't know. Chicken breast was would, would be my best guess. Drew? Clipboard? He's he has it in his hand. This is debatable, but a Twizzler. Or a red vine, whatever you want to call it. Oh. Because he's kind of gnawing on it there when he asks for more. Nice. Ah. Well, Drew, you're the one-point winner. Nice. There you go. There we go. (laughs) Good job. Got lucky. Total shot. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yeah. All right. Go get him. Very cool. All right. So, yeah, once the stickers come in, I'll mail you one. All right. Appreciate it. Awesome. All right. Time for our top three game. And this is where we play our game of top three. <laughs> and <laughs> what music goes with it, Sean? Uh, I need this you is to where, describe uh, it. This is where he says, excuse me while I whip this out. Uh, clips. We're doing not clips. We're doing top three. <laughs> and the top three is uh, characters that are, uh, well, the characters that are just past their prime. Because that's kind of what the theme of this movie is. is <sighs> yeah. Past his prime. And I will let. Sam, go first. Okay. Um, I, I'm still not 100% sure I did this right. Um, That's fine. But, like, I, I did more characters who would never give up. That's fine. Um, Samwise Gamgee, you know. He mm-hmm. probably should have just stopped what he was doing and, and uh, you know, just let it go. Um, so, um, Rocky Balboa, you know. Yeah. Should maybe okay. have stopped at some point. Yeah. Um, After Rocky uh, too. Yeah. And then uh, Inigo Montoya um, was kind of obsessed, okay. and uh, it, it only hurt him in the end. So, yeah, there you go. I'm good with that. Drew, what you got? I I also did the characters that never give up. Um, That's fine. I I did Rudy from Rudy. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Okay. Um, Luke from Empire Strikes Back never gives up on his dad, and third. Is and the na- his name in the movie just completely slipped my mind and I didn't write it down. But Weird Al's character from UHF. Oh, <laughs> uh, Newman. It was uh, yeah. Newman, New- right? Yeah. George George Newman. George Newman. That's it. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. We'll have a yeah. a Twitter friend that would like that reference. Yeah, we do. I love that movie so much. Yeah. Uh, well, if you're going backwards and listening in about a year or in about. 40 episodes, you'll get to hear our Weird Al, our UHF episode with Lauren. I will, from the, I will listen to that in the morning. Forget it. I will skip it. Get <laughs> that in the morning. I didn't know you did that one yet. Yeah, we did it with Lauren with the, from the Beard Al podcast. Yeah, That's awesome. 
Hey, I've Sean, actually, right I have actually eaten a Twinkie Wiener sandwich. Nice. <laughs> right, right now would be a great time to hear Lauren laugh. Oh, wouldn't it be though? It yeah, man, that would be great. <laughs> actually, here, just add it right now. <laughs> wow, isn't that awesome? That's yeah. just a. Her, her laugh is, is yeah. infectious. It's contagious. It's great. It is. <laughs> I hate you both right now. Um, <laughs> I, I went with the characters that are kind of past their prime. Uh, okay. So I'm, my number three is Bruce Willis in red. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, that, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Number two is Galaxy Quest with the Tim Allen character. Nice. You know, the, he's he's past his prime. He he doesn't he wants the fame again, and then he tries to do it with the show. And then my number one is I actually just watched this this past weekend with my son is Kirk in Star Trek Two, where the whole movie is about how he's old and whatever, and he's having Wait, a hard time. Is that time. the one where he saves Spock from falling off a cliff, or is it vice versa? No, no, that's the, five. The, that's five, which is we're doing that in November. Um, oh. How come I remember that scene? I don't know. I, you talked no... about it on a podcast about three months ago. Oh. <laughs> I heard it yesterday. Nice. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Absolutely. See, I know you haven't watched that one, Sam. There's no reason. No, why you but no, watch I've that seen one. clips of it because it looks horrible. Uh, oh yeah, it, everything in that movie kind of is, for the most part. <laughs> uh, there's some it moments just... there. Anyway, Andrew. Uh, I also went with Star Trek, but not that one. I went with. Star Trek Generations, uh, because Kirk is also very old there. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, common theme with poor Kirk. Yeah. Uh, Invincible with Marky Mark Wahlberg. Nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, number one, I had a movie that's not just one person who's washed up, but every of the Space Cowboys. Space Cowboys. Yeah. 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 That's a good one. We should do that for this show. That would be. It's a great movie. Yeah. Uh, Twitter is kind of Twitter was engaged on this, but not really the way we, well, but I mean, we changed it anyway, so I don't really care. So screen nerds podcast says another good question would be best wrestling match in a film. Some to consider fabulous free birds versus Greg. Gagin, gag, Gagne, Gagne, Jim Brusnell and Tonga kid from Highlander. There's a wrestling match in the Highlander movie? No, I think he, they're they're answering you, but he said you should have done the wrestling match, like I said earlier. No, 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 no. I understand what he's saying. I'm confused about parentheses Highlander. There's a wrestling match in the movie Highlander. Is that, huh. was, was that what I'm to understand from that? Because I've recently watched that movie, and I don't remember a wrestling match. Mm-mm. So... Uh. It's a wrestling match in Nymphomaniac. I'm sure there is. I wouldn't yeah. know. His second one was Bonesaw McGraw as Randy Savage and Peter Parker in Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> I just watched I love- that two days ago. <laughs> nice. Bonesaw is ready. Um, and then <laughs> Rip nice. Thomas, Hulk Hogan versus Jake Bullet, Demolition Axe in No Holds Barred. Terrible movie. Huh? There's that. Heather Sachs uh, at Dork of All Dorks says, I think she went to with the uh, people that don't give up or, or never quit. Uh, Friday the 13th, Part 2, Alien, Hidden Figures, Rocky, Shawshank Redemption, and Princess Bride. 
So just nice. characters in general that don't give up. Uh, Ace Cat says, this discussion about a wrestler who doesn't know when to hang it up. Yeah, but enough about Ric Flair. So, Aww. Making <laughs> a joke about Ric Flair, which I appreciate. Hmm. Um, yeah. There you go. Thank you, Twitter, for that. It is now time for this. Wait, what's supposed to happen? We give this movie a score from zero to ten. This episode is going to get a zero, but that's fine. Andrew, <laughs> what would you give it? IMDb has it parked at a 7.9. Um, so obviously people like this movie. Um, I kind of agree. I think it's pretty good. Um Again, it, it, it's not something I would want to watch multiple times, and I probably won't watch it again ever. But <laughs> uh, it is done well, and I liked it. I enjoyed it. And, you know, if it were on and or if somebody I know wants to watch it again with me, I would be fine to do that. Uh, but it's not something I'm probably going to go out and watch again. So for that fact, I am going to drop it a few points. Uh, I'm going to put it about uh, 7.1. All right. That's very fair. Drew. All right. I I don't think I've said yet. So I hated this movie. I'm not going to lie. Oh. I I did not like it. it. Pacing was all over the place. The the fade to black. Come on, the Sopranos ending. I uh, hate. I didn't like it. The wife hated it too. So I guess I have to hate it also. Not really. I'm just joking. But I didn't like it. The – I mean – the authenticity at the beginning of the wrestling really had me engaged, and they showed the the gore porn stuff, and I hated it. And then I I think between the four of us here, I think I was the only one that liked the daughter's performance in this, right? Because I think everybody else said it was I thought terrible. she was fine. I didn't think she was terrible. Yeah. I thought she was fine. Was fine. I thought she, she was, was really good. I mean, her character, I think she should have had a little more and tried to get that more engaged with her dad, but right. um, it just seemed a little – weird and because she wasn't there enough i mean i know she's been just gone he suddenly shows up and you can't have him all in her life but yeah but no i didn't like it aunt may was a plus she's probably what's getting this but this one was down for the count and kicked out at 2.5 for me holy crap oh, wow, wow. Okay. yeah i i'm i really hated this movie <laughs> all right uh Go ahead, Andrew. Well, no, I was just going to – there was one more thing I forgot. Uh, Did the uh, hearing aid bother you like the microphones do? No. Why? Well, every time he took his hearing aid out or put it in, there was like a a high-pitched whistle. But that's a thing. Is that a real thing? Yeah. So my my mother – It's not like a feedback thing with a microphone? No, so my grandmother-in-law has that, and when she takes hers out, you can hear that a little bit because when because you're you're changing everything, you're changing its environment one hundred percent. So it's used to when you pull it out, it's hearing itself, which is what the feedback oh. is. It, it's literally oh. hearing itself. So whereas in movies, if the microphone is not getting feedback when you walk up and touch it, it shouldn't get feedback. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so, or even better, in Edward Scissorhands, electrocute you. There you go. <laughs> okay. Well, well, I learned that something. That one uh, Sam. All right. Well, um, I I did enjoy this movie, and if if 
I would only watch this movie from 20 minutes and 20 seconds to about 20 minutes and uh, or oh, sorry, nice. 23 minutes and 48 seconds. It would be a solid 10. It would be absolutely <laughs> a freaking 10, a flipping 10. No doubt about it. You know, God's gift to man um, between those that time period. But um, I it, it is a movie that I don't think I'd want to watch again, only because it is one of those hard watches. It's it's a difficult movie to get through, and it's sad. So I I got to d- d- drop it a little bit, and I'm going to kind of go with IMDb, 7.82 out of 10. Okay. Um, I didn't have a good time with this. I was a little bored at times. I think it's a well-made movie. I think it's well-acted. I think, um, I don't know, the, the parts that are improv, I can tell they're improv. Like when he's just talking with the other guys, it just feels like just dudes hanging out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it feels like you're, if you had a camera on us right now, it would be like that, just dudes hanging out, which is fine. But I don't know. I just, it's a good movie. I just didn't enjoy myself with it, but you know, if maybe if I was in a better mood, I would have had a better time with it, but I wasn't. So I didn't. So I, I'm just going to give it a six. It's, it's not a bad, it's not a bad movie. It's, it's a good, well-made movie that again, two people were nominated for Oscars or at least Mm -hmm. one person was, uh, no, they both were, they were both nominated for Oscars. I just, just, I just didn't care. There's, you know, I just, (laughs) There's, there's Marissa Tomei is like the only likable character in the movie. Um, I guess the daughter can be likable, but we're not with her very much to, to, to like her. She's sympathetic, I guess, but anyway, I just didn't care. I just didn't care. So anyway, that's our show. Drew, tell our listeners where they can find your show. All right, you can find us on all the major podcasting platforms at where the Attitude Era Wrestling Review. Um, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at AEWR Pod. Or if you are just one of those boomers and that character limit really pisses you off, you can email us at <laughs> AWR316 at gmail.com. Um, and I wish my partner could have been here today because you would have loved to hear his voice. Him and Andrew could have had a voice off. Nice, that. nice. Yes. I mean, his. We. I introduce him on my show every day, as or every week, as the the man with the velvet vocal cords. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Well, like mine, mine are good when when Sean modulates them for me. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Just that one time. Yeah. On his old computer, of course. No, it was actually <laughs> not the one. one he's on tonight. No, it was actually this one. What was it? <laughs> Yeah, it was this one. You, 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 this is when many of the weeks, uh, same you weren't on, but I accidentally had some kind of filter on Andrew's, uh, his voice when, coming. When you guys were doing in. the westerns, wasn't it? Yeah, coming in, I it sounded like the entire movie he was doing a Sam Elliott impersonation. <laughs> it wasn't until later when I took the filter off that I realized it was a filter. <laughs> oh my gosh! Anyway. Oh, I wish I was that one. Nice. Yeah. But that's our show. Thank you all so much yeah. for listening. Uh, um, I, I, this is probably going to sound like a weird episode, and I apologize, but I, we still had a good time doing it, and that's all that matters. And I hope that you enjoyed listening to it uh, as well. Go to our website, cheapseatreviews.libson.com. Uh, pretty soon it's going to go back to cheapseatreviews.com because, well, we have to. Uh, go to our uh, – you go to Linktree there and find links to – all of our social media, as well as our Patreon, patreon.com slash cheap seat reviews. 
our new our first batch of stickers are coming out. So if you want one of those really cool stickers that Sam did the art for, you got to get on that Patreon. That's the only way you're going to get those cool stickers. So patreon.com slash cheap seat reviews is how you do that and support us there. That would be great. And uh, yeah, next week, what are we doing? Oh, I'll tell you what we're doing next week. Uh, this is one of the fun parts about my uh, being the host of the show. And I don't tell you guys what we're doing next is because I get to say things like next week we're having guests uh, Meg from the bed behead or wed podcast. Uh, <laughs> I guess it's actually nice. bed wed or behead. That's how it is. There you podcast. Go. Yeah. And we are doing Clueless. Oh my gosh, I haven't seen that in forever. Holy <laughs> the 1996 crap. 1996-something Clueless. Wow. Yeah, so we're going from The Wrestler to Clueless. I wanted to go. Okay. have some, something different there. So that's what we're doing next week. I'm very excited for it. That's it. That's the show. Thank you all so much for listening. So on behalf of Drew, Sam, Andrew, this is Sean saying thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next week for Clueless. This is Cheap Seat Reviews.